Hello and welcome back to the Go For Two podcast. This is our week six preview of the NFL season. I am Liam, your host, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host. It is the five, no, five and oh, soon to be maybe six and oh, Eagles fan, Patrick. Patrick, mate, how you doing? Yeah, good, good, good. Or oh, always the most horrible game of the season, never want to play your rivals in your own stadium. Cowboys week. I did hear from, because uh, I listened to uh, Jason and Travis Kelsey's podcast, and um he was talking about it like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Like, Eagles fans would probably prefer us to beat the Cowboys twice and not really worry about the rest of the season. <laughs> that's how much this game means. It's like, if we beat them twice, the, the season can be whatever the season is and the fans will probably still enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's, it's just one of those, isn't it, where everyone has their rivals and, yeah, this is it this week. Yeah, definitely, definitely. One of the most uh, historic rivals as well in, in the NFL. Um we are going to preview all the games then, pick all the games against the spread. But before we do that, uh, we have to talk about a game that definitely is not a rivalry. <laughs> it is the Commanders versus the Bears last night. I uh, did not stay up. I know you didn't stay up because you're not a Thursday night football guy, but I definitely did not stay up. I saw loads of British fans bemoaning the fact they stayed up for this game. Um, but the Commanders do manage to get it done in a very thrilling 12-7 to victory. Um, we had a missed field goal. We had, what, 11 plays in the red zone for the Bears that involved no score. We had Carson, I think we had nine sacks in the game. We had Carson Wentz throwing it into the dirt many times. Justin Fields getting absolutely clobbered. Um, what's going to be your uh, memory from this game when you look back at it next week? <clears throat> well, actually, it's the Bears kind of getting to the goal line twice and coming away with zero points on both trips. That's got to be where kind of the loss is. Yeah. The f- fourth down I mean either on from first through fourth down on all of those plays they couldn't dial up anything I mean the the first one was just like Khalil Herbert up the gut that was it was not a good play they didn't get a good push at all but then the, in the fourth quarter well right at the end wasn't it they did the pass to um it was Darnell Mooney wasn't it and kind of fumbled and bobbled it at the goal line so yeah take that away there the Bears looked as bad as we thought they were going to be. The offense, I mean, Fields, you, I still feel like you can't, he, he doesn't make great throws, but he, he's never able to stand still, is he? Ever. He's no. always got to move somewhere. Yeah. And the thing is as well, when he's doing it, he's he's not just moving like one area, he has to move twice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he often has to slide to the right and he's like, right, set my feet. And then someone's coming right up the gut and he's like, oh, crap, slide to the right again or spin round to the left. I don't think he helps himself because he obviously does hold the ball. That's kind of his critique, isn't it, For in college as well. And since he's been at the Bears holding the ball. So he does hold the ball too long. But the longer he keeps getting smashed like this, it's only going to make that habit worse, isn't it? I think he's just going to start um, holding the ball longer and longer, worrying about the pass rush and just not getting people open. But... Um, yeah, there's still some flashes. You saw some nice runs, didn't you? You saw one nice pass down the sideline. But um, I'm a bit of a Fields fan, but it doesn't look good, does it, for the long term of his career? And, and the whole Bears offense, I think, just doesn't look right for, I think, maybe next season, to be honest. It could take a couple more years for this offense to get back on track. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a shame, really. But also, a big highlight was um, Carson Wentz laying the boom on Roquan Smith, which we didn't expect before the game. That was a big time block. <laughs> It was, yeah, it was. That was the best thing Carson did. Um, apart, apart from maybe his post-game outfit. I don't know if you've seen it, but oh, his camo suit. Oh dear. Yeah, camo suit with a feather 
cat feather hat, which I thought was a unique look. Um, <laughs> but yeah, not, not good for the Bears. I did think the defense looked okay. Jaquan Briscoe and uh, Kyler Gordon looked good again, but uh, obviously the offense is, is pretty poor. Commanders did what they needed to do. They weren't great either. Um, their defensive line looked nice, but the offensive line for them looked pretty poor, protecting Carson. Um, McLaurin looks okay, but yeah, he's just such a talented player, but he's wasted, isn't he, with this offense? And uh, I guess my main commander's takeaway is uh, Ron Rivera going absolutely nuts in the post-game interview about um, him picking Carson Wentz, not Dan Schneider, him watching the tape and all that. I don't know if you saw that, but that was kind of the main thing I saw from that game afterwards. Yeah, I mean, he threw him under the bus earlier in the week, didn't he, by saying that was the, the quarterback was the difference between him and the rest of the NFC East. I feel like he's under pressure, Ron Rivera, do you not think? Yeah, I feel, I feel like he's way under pressure. As well. Yeah, I agree. I think he was way under pressure, to be honest, last season as well. And then um, I just think that it's getting the better of him. Obviously, the story about Dan Snyder coming out in the day didn't help. But um, yeah, he seemed like a stressed man. That was after a win. Can you imagine if they lost to the Bears in the last play of the game? What he'd have been like? Yeah, I know. What are your thoughts on that? Um on that final play. I've seen a lot of people critique it, even though I thought it was a good play. Yeah, Darnell Mooney maybe didn't get quite up the field enough, but uh, he got man coverage with his best wide receiver, hit him in the end zone, and the guy just dropped it. I yeah. thought it was a good play. Perfect throw. I thought it was good timing, actually. Good timing on the route and the throw when he was on. It's just the... He, <clears throat> really, I mean, because he, he brought it back in, didn't he, once he bobbled it, and he just kind of needed maybe a few more inches for the sideline just to be a bit further and they'd have won the game but no like the play call actually and fields hit him where he needed to hit him didn't he it was just that that bobble that happened yeah yeah true yeah not the best game uh i don't know who the thursday night football game is but next week it's cardinal saints yeah but i did send you a list of the qbs we're expecting on sunday night monday night coming up soon and it's uh yeah prime time is not looking good but yeah We'll talk about that when it comes. Uh, let's move on then to the rest of this week's action. Um, scores on the doors, mate, for the season. This is the first time, if you win this week, this will be the first time since week three of last season that you are ahead in the uh, <laughs> in the standings. So this is a uh, big week so far, 39 each. Um, so we're actually doing worse than we did at this stage last season. Um, but I feel like most people predicting games have done that because of how crazy the NFL season has been so far. Uh, and we'll start with the Sunday 6pm slate. Uh, first game, 49ers at the Falcons. 49ers are favoured uh, on the road by five and a half points, which is quite a lot. No Bosa. Um, Armstead, obviously not going to play. Greenlaw has gone on IR. Um, I think that, oh no, I think Trent Williams as well is also missing. So that's probably four of their top six or seven players that are out. Um, but the Falcons on offense can only seem to run the ball and are missing their running back. So where do you see this game being won and lost? <laughs> it's a, that's a tough line. This is this. As you just said we were so close in the standing. This is a really tough week going through the schedule, and this is one of the hardest games. I, I'd have liked kind of a three and a half because I'm not so high on the 49 as everyone else. But I also just want to quickly give you some feedback on our power rankings. I had loads of tweets saying the 49ers <laughs> should have been in there. And my my answer to that is stop losing terrible games like the Broncos, 11 to 10. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that's why. I think, I think Chargers were the team people seemed 
the one that should be out of the rankings, right? I didn't see many people arguing against the Ravens. It was more against the Chargers, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, but they wanted the 49ers in there. I'll say not quite yet. So <laughs> that defense, I mean, uh, Mosley's gone for the season now, isn't he as well? Yeah, he is ACL as well. I think wasn't it another 49ers ACL? That's a big miss as well. Because I know they've got really good, obviously linebacker core, pass rush, but. Um, They've got some young players in that secondary. So I think he was uh, he was a valued member, wasn't he? And it just seems the team can never get away from injuries. I don't know what it is, but they're one of the most injury... Pr- them and the Chargers, I feel like, every year now just get injured. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a tough game to call. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to err on the side of the 49ers just because I think uh, Garoppolo's looked comfortable in the last couple of weeks. Comfortable is not a, a great word to... Describe your quarterback, is it? It's kind of like dynamic or something. But he's looked comfortable against lesser teams in the last couple of weeks. And Jeff Wilson last week was uh, awesome against the Panthers. I'm going to go that running game. And I think Jimmy G can play a few mistake-free football and just about cover that spread. I think this game could be closer than expected. This is also the Sky game at 6pm. And the fans don't get many of them. Yeah, I don't know why. Um I thought the Ravens-Giants would have for sure been on Sky, or the Vikings-Dolphins, but maybe they felt felt like they want to spread spread it around a little bit. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I'm glad it's this game, not Pats, Pats-Browns, because, God, I don't think we need them on. We don't need the Pats on Sky again with Bailey, uh, Bailey Zappi. But, yeah, I'm with you on the spread. I'm going to go 49ers minus 5.5. I said that in the full 10 yards betting podcast yesterday. All day I've been debating it because every podcast is picking the Falcons basically because of those injuries to the 49ers. But um, I think I'm going to stay with the 49ers. I think they're going to win by a touchdown. Uh, if Desmond Ritter was starting for the Falcons, I might go the other way. But um, Marcus Mario is, looks really good running the ball, but um, minus the fumbles. But passing the ball, he's looks pretty poor. So I'm going to say that the 49ers' offense is just uh, just too good. Hopefully George Kittle has another good day for my fantasy teams, at least. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. Um, next game, then, it is that battle of the run games. Pats at Browns. Um, Browns are favoured by two and a half points, which is actually a bit of respect because um, that's basically the standard line nowadays for for home advantage is about two, two and a half. So they think these two teams are pretty evenly matched. I do think this is going to be a battle of the run games. Um, I think Ben Zappi is going to start at quarterback. Obviously, we know who's going to start at quarterback for the Browns. So going to be two teams for me, mate, I think that run the ball a lot. Um, I think this can be one of the quickest games of the season in terms of pace of play. Um and I think it could be relatively high scoring, to be honest, because I don't actually think either team can stop the run, to be honest. No, certainly the Browns have not been good, have they, at all on defence. This is a tricky one. It's a tough line, this. I kind of like the pace. I, I love, um, I think Ramondre Stevenson's been been incredible so far this season, but I'd like to know is Damian Harris going to be out for this game because it's not of that kind of one-two punch as well. It it is, but I feel like they play Harris too much when he's when he's healthy, and I think Ramondre's a better player. So I yeah, think at least I agree with you there. Yeah, I think at least you could see a little bit more Ramondre. But yeah, I'm not sure. I just don't think the Browns will stop the run. I thought last week getting both their edge rushers back, like okay, we know they can rush the passer if they're ever going to get a passer to rush, um, but they just can't stop the run. And I thought it'd improve a little bit when the edge rushers came in, but they were just as bad against the Chargers stopping the run. I think Austin Eckler had like 175 all-purpose yards last week. So I think the Pats are going to do similar. So I've actually gone Pats plus two and a half. I would love it if it was three, because it wouldn't surprise me if someone won this by a field goal. But 
Um, yeah, I'm going to go the Pats. I just think that the defense for the Browns is pretty poor of stopping the run. It's very badly coached. Um, and the other coach on the other sidelines, Bill Belichick. So I'll take the points and go with uh, the Pats and I'll go with the Zapman. All right. Four of the Browns' five games have been decided by three points or less. So it's. Yeah. And they've lost by six points in total <laughs> all season. No, that's just incredible, isn't it? No, um, oh, you're going to have to give me the Patriots, I think. When it's so close like that, I think. Yeah, the Browns this season, so many close games, defensive deficiencies all, all over the board, really, so far. But yeah, give, give me Ramondre Stevenson and the Patriots this week. Nice. I like it. Zap Man's going to get the business done. Um, next game, then. Will they lose to two New York teams in a row? Let's find out. Jets at Packers. Mm-hmm. Packers are at home. They are not in London. Aaron Rodgers wanted to go to London so badly, and it did not end the way that he wanted it to. Uh, Packers are favoured, though, by seven and a half. So you get that hook just past the seven, which I think is important. I think six and a half might be a different conversation here. Um, I am pretty worried about this Packers team, mate. I know you believe in them maybe a little bit more than me. Um, I think if they run the ball a bit more, I'm with you. That I think the offense can be pretty good, but the defense just seems really strange. On first down, they're giving up like six yards an attempt, which for a defense that's littered with so many like amazing players, uh, I'm not quite sure why that is. And the Jets look okay on offense. I think the scheme's amazing. I think Zach Wilson is okay. Um, and I think they can put up points. I know last week's a bit of uh, admiration because... It was all fourth quarter scoring, wasn't it, against the Dolphins? It was pretty, pretty big slugfest in the first half, and they ended up pulling away at the end. But I think our lean Jets plus seven point five. Yeah, I think the Packers win. It wouldn't surprise me if they won by three, four, seven. But I like the hook, so I'll go. Um, I'll go Zach Wilson, the Mill Hunter, to score a late TD to to win me the bet. I'm expecting the Packers to have. Um... A bounce back game, but will it be this week or next week? Because next week they play Washington, and that's also a, feels like a big contender for that. And do you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go Packers this week. I'm going to go different to you. I, I do feel like it could be a close. I mean, both teams are three and two. It's not after you say that about the Jets, is it? <laughs> no. So it's, yeah. So critical last week of the Packers, just the inability on offense. But I expect the run game to be better this week. Only kind of 100 yards between the two double-headed backs. So I'm going to go more. I'm going to go Packers win. I'm going to go a couple of spread, maybe a 10-point win or something. But I'd expect this to be close. And I'd love it if the Jets made this a real game into the fourth quarter. Imagine if the Jets can get up to to four and two, mate. Oh, get me excited. Different world that is. The G Men yeah. four and one, the Jets four and two. It would just be a different world. Um next game then, a rematch of earlier in the season, which seems crazy to say in week six. Already? But we've got oh my God. We've, Yeah, we've got one. Jags at Colts. Uh Jags obviously embarrassed them last time. This time the game is in Indianapolis. Colts are favoured at home by two point five. Uh, I don't really know what to think. I think last night was so bad that we've probably all forgotten about Thursday night football the week before. Um, and obviously, I think the Broncos got a lot more flack from that game just by losing it. But the Colts really weren't much better, mate. So where do you sit on how good the Colts are, how good the Jags? Is this a very weird game to pick at this point in the season? Yeah, I mean, this is a absolutely terrible game to pick. Can't believe, by the way, that this is the rematch already, the game that no one wants. 
in the AFC South. I don't feel like they those two teams should be allowed <laughs> to play each other twice at the moment until until one of them at least can in, show some vast improvement. But I don't know. I always feel like coming off the back of like a, a shutout against a mediocre team really in Jacksonville. Surely the Colts are going to show some sort of life on offense. But Matt Ryan is just not playing well, is he? He's not being protected well. They don't have a great run game either at all. I mean, the if uh, is Taylor going to be playing or that maybe that swings it, but. Yeah, I think he might play, yeah. But will he be fully healthy after that injury? It's always difficult to yeah, tell, isn't it? I like Alec Pierce so far. I think he looks uh, the pick of the uh, receiving corps, actually. Do you know what? Give me the Colts at, at minus 2.5. They can surely scrape a field goal win. I've been really disappointed with the Jags in the last few weeks. I'd love to be wrong, actually, when the Jags win this game because they started so well. But then last week was just... Absolutely dreadful. So I'm expecting Doug to book up his ideas soon. Yeah, they should have really beaten the Texans. They probably didn't get enough sl- kind of slap from us for uh, for losing that game because they really shouldn't be losing that game. Um, yeah, I'm opposite you on this one. We got another uh, we got another mismatch. I've been defending the Jags on the uh, Full Ten Yards Power Ranks podcast for like three weeks. Then they go and kill me with a loss to the bloody Texans. Um, so I'm giving them one more chance with the Jags plus 2.5. I just think that they are the better team. The points total, by the way, 41.5. Leaning, leaning over or under that. Because if Trevor Lawrence has a good game, they're going to put up points, aren't they? But the way the Colts look, if T-Law turns the ball over, it could be a low-scoring battle. Oh, it? my God. If Trevor Lawrence has one of those bad days, it's never going over, is it? <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. We'll I think see. this is one of the games I'd love to be wrong because I want to see Jacksonville kind of improve obviously I'll have Doug Peterson but obviously Lawrence as well so Jags. Titans on a bye as well so it does feel like that one of these teams needs to put a bit of a foothold in the division because can't have the Titans win the division again can they seems to be yeah. a regular occurrence Titans will be the new Chiefs of the AFC South this keeps <laughs> um, let's go with a poor game then before we finish the, the three more exciting ones for the early slate Bucks at Steelers um, this was ten and a half but it's now gone to Bucks minus nine and a half. And for me, I think that does make a little bit of a difference. I can't really bat the Steelers at all at the moment, but I think ten and a half gives you that extra field goal you need to get. But because it's dropped now to nine and a half, I think I am going to lean with the Bucks. I think it's definitely a square bet. Most sharps in Vegas will be betting with the points, but I think I'm going to go Bucks minus nine and a half. I think that Brady can score points on the defense. And more importantly, I think the Bucks defense is going to get the ball off Pickett and they're going to cause a lot of trouble. So... Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bucks to kind of try and write the ship a little bit. Yeah, I'm probably I'll go with you on that. But one thing I would say is um, it's amazing that uh, Tom Brady team against Pittsburgh is not nowhere near <laughs> being on Sky. You know, yeah. it's just the change in the Steelers is is crazy, really. So this is kind of one of the worst games on the schedule of the week. It's bad to say that about the Steelers, but definitely is interesting to see uh, Kenny Pickett again this week and see kind of his progression. I don't see him getting a, anywhere close to a win. So I'm going to go with you on the books. It could be. be like last week when we weren't sure on the spread were we, whether the Bills could do it, but then they could cover plus 30-something in the end. <laughs> so uh, it could be something, not quite maybe 35-point differential, but I'm expecting, I'm expecting a bit of a beatdown. 
Yeah, same. It's probably going to be Brady's last appearance in that stadium as well, isn't it? So, or, yeah, yeah, definitely. for sure. Yeah, they're going to meet anyway. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, and he's had some battles in there over the years, isn't he? With the Pats, I was thinking more if he goes to Miami or something next year, he might come back. But yeah, um, yeah he'll want to win there. He's had some battles with the Steelers over the years, hasn't he? So I think he'll be fired up for for that game. Uh, three more to go then in the early slate. Let's go with Vikings at Dolphins. Um, quarterback battle of uh, Kirk Cousins and Skylar Thompson. Uh, and the Vikings are favoured by 3.5 points. So you, you get the hook on the road. That I mean, They're going to be going from, from obviously not the best temperatures in the world where, where they're located to extremely hot Miami. So I do think actually makes a difference in games like this. However, they are going to be facing Skylar. What were your thoughts on the comments this week that... Um, Tay Bridgewater's actually been cleared to play or will be cleared to play by Wednesday. And then, but because they want the QB to practice all week, they're going to go with Skyler and put Teddy as the Bridgewater, uh, Bridgewater as the backup. That just seems like a strange decision to me. No, absolute madness. I can't believe it, to be honest with you. Uh, what is the point in having Teddy Bridgewater, apart from the situations like this, right? This is why you have him. He's like the, the most experienced backup in the NFL. So now you're going to play seventh round rookie who's, I mean, I don't know what he's shown in kind of training camp or practice or whatever, but for me, you just put Bridgewater in. I can't believe that, to be honest with you. It's like, why you even got him on your roster if you're not going to, uh, you're not going to play him. So because it, it is a concussion or what I guess was a concussion kind of rule out that he had that just because of what happened with Tua, they just can't be bothered or risk the hassle of any issues. So they're just like, right, let's just play the rook. Well, I don't know, mate. If he were, he, they're saying he was cleared to come back in, but obviously the new rules brought in from Chua stopped him. So he seems like he should be ready to me to play. So they need to win. They need to win games to get like a get yeah, a pass. Like, I know you said you're talking about week six, but you know these are these are must win games really against a good team. So yeah. But for me, going on to the Vikings, I think last week, the top three offensive players, Cousins, Dalvin Cook and Jefferson, both had, all three had great games. And if you get that again each week, they're going to win a lot of games, aren't they? Dalvin Cook, yeah. it was nice to see him back, back close, close-ish to his best last week, nearly 100 yards rushing and Jefferson got over 150. So it's like, yeah, back. Cousins really, I think he was 18 for 18 at one point as well. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. So, no, I, I like the Vikings in this game. I like them if they was playing Teddy, but especially if they're playing seventh round rookie. So, definitely the Vikings for me. Yeah, same here. I always pick. I always pick Kirk Cousins anyway. So it didn't really matter who it was against. Could have been Dan Marino at quarterback, and I think I'd end up picking uh, Kirk Cousins. But yeah, I'll go with the three and a half. Um, I think if Teddy was playing, it's probably like a two point game. So. Um, I think to get only a point and a half, maybe two points extra with a seventh, was he seventh rounder, you say, QB? Yeah, yeah, seventh rounder. Yeah, and there's no doubt to me that I'll be taking them. I just think they'll score too many points. The Dolphins' defence has been a bit disappointing, actually, as well. Um, I know they had a couple of good drives against the Bills, but uh, I think in terms of points allowed and some of the yardage stats they've given up on third down, I, I don't think they're doing as well as they should do on paper. Um, I think some of that's that pass rush that can be a bit... A bit inconsistent. So, yeah, I'll go with the Vikings. Um, nice to see Dalvin back, like you said. Shoulder injury again. Seems to get injured every year now. But, um, yeah, definitely one of the best running backs in the league when he plays. Uh, I'll be interested to see how many points the Vikings score in the second half because they keep doing well in the first half. Like you said, 18 for 18 last week. 
I think Kirk Cousins was 15 of 20 against the Packers, wasn't he, at one point? And then the second half, in both games, the offense just really dipped and the other teams... I know the Packers didn't come back because the defense was good, but um, yeah, the Bears obviously did start coming back on them. We saw last night how hard it is for the Bears to move the ball and they managed to move the ball last week. So I'm a little bit worried about their their defense and, and how the offense stopped scoring in the second half, but we'll see. We'll see how that looks. Uh, a game with another running back who's often injured, but is back. It's the Bengals at Saints with Alvin Kamara. Bengals are favored on the road by two and a half points. This is obviously the LSU boys coming back uh, coming back to play, which I think is pretty fun in New Orleans. They played in this game a lot. I think mean, the whole playoff run was in this game. Uh, I don't know if the national championship was in this game, but um, I know that obviously the games before were in it. Uh, for me, I found this one relatively easy to pick. So I'll go to you first to see what your views on the game are. But is there any way you think the Saints can put up enough points? I think Michael Thomas is missing. Um, I Marshawn Lattimore's missing. I think Landry was missing from practice one day this week. And they're, they're just so banged up, mate. Yeah, they are. It's uh, like you tweeted me earlier how disappointed and kind of wrong we were on the Saints. I know they got the victory last week, didn't they? And like you said, Kamara's back. <laughs> if, and this is like the biggest if in the world, if you can get some <laughs> form of performance out of Taysom Hill running the ball that you did last week. You're always oh, no. gonna, you're always going to stand a chance to beat kind of the just above average teams, which I think that's what the Bengals quite clearly are. I don't think they they seem a step down from last season as well, but maybe that's just that kind of expectations. So not been blown away by Cincinnati at all, but maybe they're going to kind of start this week. You should imagine that Chase and Burrow are going to be real amped up. Not that you need to get amped up for a NFL regular season game, but yeah. They will be, for sure. They will be, for sure. It's, it's tough for me. I, I, it's just, I, I just keep having to come back to the quarterback situation, actually. So I, I'm going to go Bengals, just about. But it wouldn't shock me if this was real close and the Saints were kind of running all over the Bengals for a little while. Yeah, I think Zach Taylor can make this game close with <laughs> some of his... Uh coaching decisions i saw yesterday that the bengals rank 32 out of 32 teams on first down offense efficiency so they are the worst first down team in the nfl bear in mind we watched the broncos colts commanders and bears in the last two thursday night games play those ways and the bengals are worse than all those teams on first down obviously on third down when you've got to have it he can throw to some of the best receivers in the league and and they're incredible um but on first down, he is really struggling to coach them up a, a good offense. Uh, T. Higgins is is questionable with an ankle injury. He hasn't practiced this week. Um, he might practice today. I haven't seen, but he didn't practice yesterday. So I'm a little bit worried about that. But yeah, I've gone Bengals minus two and a half as well. I've actually put them as my best bet of the week for the uh, full really? 10 yards. Yeah, I put them down as best bet. I, uh, I just think that Burrow, Chase, Mixon against a team as banged up as the Saints. I just think they're going to win. So I just think it'll be by more than three points. Um, but we'll see. I might be uh, looking foolish with that one, but I'm pretty confident. I didn't know T Higgins was going to be out when, or potentially out when I made that bet, but uh, I think I still believe in it. I just think they're too, they're too, they're not too good on offense, but they can score too many points, um, especially if they get behind on offense. And I think that the Saints are going to struggle, um, but we'll see. It's a red rifle revenge game as well, mate, if you can call it that. I don't know what he has revenge for, but um, maybe that it's the Bengals wanting revenge on <laughs> Yeah, maybe it's the Bengals wanting revenge on him for the Saturday 6 p.m. playoff games they had to endure. But um, yeah, we'll be interested to see how he plays against his, his former team. 
And next game then, the game that I thought was going to be on Sky in the early window, we have the Ravens at the Giants. This is the, the Wink revenge game as well. Sacked by the Ravens last last year. Uh, Ravens are favoured on the road by six and a half. It was five and a half. Um, as of today, it's actually bumped up to six and a half. So a lot of people are obviously betting the Ravens. Um, pretty fun game. I think two of the most informed teams record-wise in the NFL. Um, Giants offence is just absolutely ridiculous. They just seem to magic plays out of nowhere. Um, they're playing with awful receiver core. Saquon's having to do a lot of the work, so the tight ends. Um, but fair play to Dayball. He just schemes up trick plays. He schemes up third down plays. I think Daniel Jones is actually playing relatively well on third down as well. He's getting hit a lot, but he's getting the ball out there. Um, however, they're against a team that will blitz them, but a team that keep giving up plays to wide receivers. The Giants don't really have many wide receivers. Uh, and then on the other end, you've got Lamar Jackson playing really well. They're asking him to do everything in the world because they can't scheme anybody open. But the Giants were splits on every single play, and Lamar's leading the league in blitz play. So I don't really know how this game's going to go, but I think it could be one of the most exciting games of the weekend. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's a real shame that they not put this game on Sky, especially after the Giants uh, win in London last week. But mm, 6.5. It's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, it is a lot, yeah. But you love Lamar as well, so... But I think... Uh, 6.5 is good, is big, but I'm not fully convinced on the Giants. So I know they had the great win last week. You can't take any any of that away, can you? But I think I'm going to go the Ravens. I feel like the Ravens are like due to kind of break out. A lot of close games. I know they beat the Pats by kind of 10, 11 points. But even in the first week of the season against the Jets, you know, they really didn't kind of power through to like the powerhouse running game that I'm expecting, that we was all kind of expecting, really. So give me the Ravens, just. I'd like to see this for entertainment value be a close game, but let's see Lamar take over and put a performance on. Yeah, I'm with you. I've gone to the Ravens as well. Um, I did think about the Giants, but uh, I said last week I thought the, the offense with uh, the lack of playmakers just is going to get found out and then they managed to beat the Packers. So I do think eventually it has to come true. So I'll pick it against the uh, the Ravens that will also probably blitz Jones quite a lot. I know Lamar will get blitzed a lot, but I think Jones will probably get probably get blitzed a little bit by, by McDonald on the other side as well. Um, but yeah, I'll go Ravens. I think J.K. Dobbins looks really good coming off his injury. He looks good last week. Um, and Ronnie, Ronnie Stanley as well, the uh, left tackle. He kind of, I don't know if you saw this, but he rotated in every other drive with um, Pat McCarry. And uh, I think there's a better chance this week after another week of training that he'll be able to play left tackle for the whole game. So I'll go Ravens. But if it gets out to seven or seven and a half, I definitely wouldn't be better next. Because I do think the Giants could keep it close going into the fourth quarter, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think if it's one of the Ravens kind of lower scoring games, that will suit kind of the Giants when like you say Ravens do give up big plays to wide receivers but when it's kind of David Sills and <laughs> <laughs> never doubt Darius Slayton mate come on yeah he's Darius back. Slayton yeah he's back from the uh, he's back from the NFL dead uh, as they say uh, this game total by the way is 45.5 I'll be tempted to take the over I think in uh, in this game for some reason I just think both teams can give up big plays on the back end for sure and uh, you've got two quarterbacks I like to run as well so um, they can definitely uh, definitely break out some big plays on the ground. Uh, let's go to the late slate then. Um, to, one of these games is not like the other two. Uh, <laughs> Panthers at the Rams. Um, do you want to guess the spread? Obviously, we haven't spoken, actually. 
I don't think, since Matt Rule got fired. Um, so we'll talk about him first before you guess the spread. Uh, Matt Rule's fired. They got Wilkes in as the um, as this what is it? I guess interim head coach. He's also going to call the defensive plays. They've fired the DC, uh, and the defense was really bad as well. When the, the, on, t- on on paper they've got good players, but they're really bad. What are your thoughts on them firing him so early? Is this almost them just trying to stop the culture of the locker room getting worse? Because it's not going to make a difference this season, is it? Yeah, it has to be. It has to be the culture and just, you know, they're, they're going to be in for a shout for one of the big QBs in the draft because they're not going to improve that much, are they? I mean, with Baker at quarterback, he's, he looks much worse than, you know, I know he didn't have a training camp or anything this year, unlike previous years where he would have done. But then you've also got Steve Wilkes, who was awful in his one season with Arizona. For me, you just want to rule out the building and take his... DC with him, so maybe there'll be. I, mean, I would never say you'd be happy to continue a losing game because you don't want a losing culture to get in your franchise. But getting rid of Matt Wolf felt like the best decision, even though it was shockingly early. I just I always think when it start early, kind of what was you expecting <laughs> this season? Yeah. None of this is a shock, is it, to anyone else? No, they, especially they only really lost one game that you think they should probably win as well on, on paper. But uh, I think it was the way they were playing as well that Tepper said. He did do a press conference about it as well. Um, and he had some pretty bad answers as well. And some, He had some typical answers you think a billionaire would say. And then he had some answers I was a bit like, I'm not quite sure you know what's going on here with this NFL situation. But uh, yeah, he sat the coach. Me and you both had a rule. First coach fired, didn't we, on the uh, pre-season predictions. So... Um, we've got one right each, mate. Even if nothing else comes true this year, we've got one. We've got one right. Um, but back to this game, uh, we'll see if that makes a difference to the to the pick. Um, do you want to guess the line? Obviously, they fired the coach. Will that give them a new coach bounce? What do you think the spread is? Rams are playing pretty bad, obviously. Rams are bad. Is it in, is it in LA? It's in LA. Sorry, yeah. Panthers at Rams. What seven point five? Chuck another field goal on there. We've got 10.5. Oh, Rams the favoured by. Wow. And, uh, and they are struggling to score. Um, we're probably going to have PJ Walker, though, at quarterback. So, XFL time. Um, but, yeah, it's very difficult. Have you got any confidence in the Rams scoring enough points at the moment? Obviously, they could score 40 on Sunday and things change. But as we stand here today, the way the offense has looked the last few weeks, have you got enough kind of confidence in them to score 27 points at the moment, 30 points? Uh, no, but they could score 13 points and still cover the spread. That's if um, PJ Walker's <laughs> in at quarterback. Um, it's a difficult one, that, really, because, you know, it's, it's kind of the cliche, isn't it, that you get the the fired coach and then the next game you kind of get a bounce back. But, you know, I mean, the Rams, the Rams need to show something, mate. I mean, both Super Bowl teams are sat at two and three and in divisions with kind of better teams now so do you know what this is what killed me last year going for the big spreads but oh, I don't know what you've done because you've not said give me the Panthers I think oh, damn it I thought we uh, I thought we'd have a difference there I've also oh, gone... You've gone Carolina as well oh. I've gone Panthers yeah I just feel like this is one of them games that you bet the favourite and they win by 10 and you lose your bet by 0.5 of a point, something like that. It just feels like one of them days. Uh, I do think the Rams will probably score into the 20s, or maybe 20, I don't know. Something between 20 and 30 would be my guess. 
Uh, and I do think if the script is good, PJ Walker moves his legs. Obviously, CMC plays well. I think the Panthers could put up enough points. They only have to lose by 10 and you win the bet. So, yeah, I'm with you on the Panthers 10 and a half. I'm going to have a look what the total is on this. Uh, the total is... Oh, it's a bit lower than I thought, actually. The total is 41, which is relatively low for a Super Bowl champion team. But, yeah, that is uh, yeah. I think I'd take the over just because of how the Panthers' defense looks. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I think Brian Burns could be in for a nice day against the Rams, the Rams' offensive line. Um, now we'll go to the second biggest total of the week. It is Cardinals at the Seahawks. The total is 51 on this game. Um, Cardinals are favoured on the road. By two and a half points, does that line surprise you at all with Gino playing so well? No, because the Seahawks are not that great overall, are they? They just somehow become one of the most watchable kind of teams, aren't they, for a neutral? Because Gino's out here slinging the ball around for some reason. they got Kenneth Walker now as well. He's going to start, isn't he? So it's an incredibly watchable game, this. I think it is as well. Both these defences have been bad as well. <laughs> Yeah, there's going to be some points in this game. What did you say the over was on this? Uh, the under over was uh, 51. Oh, it's going to fly over that. You think so? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think this is this is a mid-30s, late-20s game, I think. Yeah, I think I think if the game starts well, you, yeah, you could be right. I, I keep betting Seahawks unders and it keeps losing. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I don't, maybe I should stay away from the total in general. But, um, yeah, I think Gino's playing really well. Obviously, I still take Kyler as the better quarterback, but he's not playing better this year. Um, I don't know if you saw the interviews this week, obviously, where Cliff was uh, taking a lot of responsibility for the kind of timing issue with the slide and, and um, spike last week. And then it came to Kyler Murray, and he was just like, yeah, everyone was telling me that it was first down to spike it. He didn't take any accountability at all. He just went, yeah, stadium board said first and 10 spike. Cliff said spike, center said spike, OC said spike. So I spiked it and then it was fourth down. I was just like, God, Kyler, can we at least pretend like we like our head coach at some point? <laughs> but uh, yeah, things are still weird there. But um, I just think the Seahawks defense looks terrible. And at least the Cardinals are getting something out of Byron Murphy and JJ Watt. Yeah, yeah. Seahawks defense does look bad. Could be a big game for Hollywood Brown. You got any fantasy teams? I reckon this. I like this to be a watchable game, mate. It's just a shame it's got a, a juggernaut game to go up against in that in the late slot, in it. But as far yeah. as the spread goes, give me Arizona. I think too. It's not. Um, yeah, I like them to win by maybe a touchdown, but I'd like to see uh, Gino out dueling Kyler Murray, which wouldn't surprise me actually. Oh God. Twitter's going to go nuts if uh, on both sides if Gino out towards uh, <laughs> Kyler, Kyler Murray. Um, Do you say you were taking? Uh, I'll take I'll take Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Same as me. I never take Cliff Kingsbury, but I do think they're going to win this game. I think they're too good for this team. Um, we've only got two differences so far, which is quite small for us. Um, by the way, th- this game could get moved, couldn't it? I'm not a baseball fan, but I've heard that it could get moved to is it 10:30 our time if uh, the Mariners end up getting through and. Or winning a game and play on Sunday. That's what I Yeah, heard. yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Is that likely to happen? Because I know they lost the first game. Are the Mariners going to win or not? <laughs> I've got absolutely no clue about the form. I just, um, yeah, I have seen that actually. So we'll see. It'd be weird to have a game start. I think it's going back to, I think it's been in. So yeah, it's going to be uh, two games in Seattle. So 
I would expect it to uh, get to the game four. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, nice then. The last game, 9.25. Not quite prime time, which I still don't know why. I think there's some kind of chicanery going on between the TV networks to do this. But um, they've decided to give us one 9.25 game so everyone in the whole of America can... Uh, even if you're a Rams fan, you can tune into this game and watch the end. It is the Bills at Chiefs. Uh, Bills are favoured on the road by two and a half points. It is the first time in Patrick Holmes' career that he has been an underdog at home. Um, probably spend a bit more time on this game. How excited are you? Is this a game that you think we could be sat here on Monday and be like, uh, it didn't quite live up to it? Or with these two quarterbacks, are we just going to get a spectacle no matter what? Nah, no way. I, I can't believe that we would ever... Um, sit here and say that we were disappointed in whatever happens because I think whatever happens it's going to be drama filled I don't see uh, a 20 plus point victory for either team I, I do think that it's going to be kind of a, a slugfest whether that's a high scoring one or kind of in the 20s I just think I don't think it's going to um, get the points total of the playoff game <laughs> last season but uh you can't be anything other than just out of this world excited as a football fan. When so this week I've been listening to um, the Tom Brady podcast and they were talking about him and Manning and I just that that just actually got me excited for these two playing again. This I just can't wait. I know where I'm going on the spread already, but um, I just cannot just cannot wait for this game. Just both offenses just ticking ticking over nicely, but in. In the different ways, right? It's the 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 offenses look completely different to each other. Yeah, they do, and it's weird as well because um, the Bills are seeing the same coverage that the Chiefs saw last year of a lot of too high. And if you take the Steelers game out of it, they were having to dink and dunk a lot more, weren't they? Which is what people saw the Chiefs having to do last year. Whereas the Chiefs this year are facing a lot of man coverage, and you're seeing them be able to throw the ball short a lot of the time. Yeah, but. Also, those kind of middle deep shots to Hardman and MVS are still there. And they weren't there at all, really, towards the end of last year. And you were seeing it with the Bills as well, that the option is either throw it absolutely incredibly far over everyone's head, or it's just tiny dink and dunk, isn't it? And it is interesting to see defences play the Bills just like they played the Chiefs last season. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's uh, what an exciting game. And fingers crossed from my point of view that this is the first of two games that we see these two teams play. <laughs> I wouldn't mind avoiding the Bills. If I, yeah, <laughs> yeah if you I definitely want the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, yeah. Nice little Titans game. Uh, what are your thoughts on um, the two run games then? Is that going to have any difference in this game? Because obviously, Bills always play too high shell. Especially with Von Miller, they're going to rush with four and just play make Mahomes drive 14 play drives, which is fine. The Chiefs don't play loads of too high, but they do play soft coverage. So they're probably going to have ro- kind of holes to run if you want to run. Um, Josh Allen always runs. Pat Mahomes only runs against games that they have to win, like he did against the Buccaneers. How do we feel like both these two run games are going to impact the game? Think it's going to have much to do with the final score? Yeah, I think if the Chiefs can get their run game going, I, I pre- much prefer the Chiefs' run game. Well, I mean, we all know that the Bills don't have the greatest of run games. And I know like, I, I do love Josh Allen in the kind of the run games around the right-hand side of the offensive line, but I'm not sold kind of on the rest of it if, by that I mean, if they have to rely upon it is is what I, where I would trust the Chiefs a slight bit more. I may prefer the Bills 
offensive line slightly to the Chiefs, but all around, I think the run game of the Chiefs is a little bit better. And if the Chiefs can kind of put their stamp on that, I think that's where this game in week six can be won and lost. I don't think, by the way, this whatever happens in this game is going to have any bearing if they meet uh, later on in the season in the playoffs. But Where would you be leaning for the uh, total? It's 54.5, biggest of the week. Over. Oh, so you're a defensive man, but really, I know in your heart of hearts you want to see some high-scoring games, really. Yeah, yeah. I think I think this goes over just because um, both teams can convert into touchdowns, and I don't think the Chiefs want to be kicking anything. Uh, no, well, Butkers might be back this week. He practiced yesterday. Oh, really? Before, and I think that is... Uh, I never thought I'd say this about a bloody kicker, but I actually think that's a big key to the game because... Um, Andy is definitely more of a conservative coach, so he will stick, still kick field goals, even against the Bills. Um, and I just r- rather prefer like the second-best kicker in the league rather than the worst kicker in the league. <laughs> so uh, I do think that will make a little bit of a difference. Um, on that note, I do think that topic, it always happens in big Chiefs games. Aggression is the key. And it's kind of led by the other team. So you saw last week the Raiders going from fourth down, going for two. Those games are always the close games with the Chiefs. So everyone's like, oh, the Raiders, how the hell do they manage to keep them close? But that's all it is. It's passing on fourth and one when you think they're going to run. It's going for it on fourth down. It's throwing it on first down. It's going for two. Um, it's being aggressive. And we know the Bills do it. So my key to the game is, will Andy Reid be aggressive or will he punt on fourth and one from midfield? Will he kick a field goal from the four-yard line at fourth and goal? That's the key, I think, for the game. So I think if Andy's aggressive, aggressive and he has a good game plan like he did against the Bucks, I think the Chiefs can win by a touchdown. But if not, I think the Bills could win by two touchdowns. <laughs> so I do think it's going to be quite key on, on, on the game plan. Um, which, which quarterback do you think is going to have the better game, if you had to guess on this one? If I had to guess, really, I think if it's a lower... If, if we're going under on the points total, I think I would go... Mahomes, yeah. I think. But if we're gonna if we're gonna fly over and we're gonna kind of see bombs away, it could be Allen. But yeah, I don't know. I like the Chiefs in this game. I like the Bills um, overall. But yeah, just some just something telling me to pick the Chiefs this week, especially with Mahomes an underdog at home. So I'm going the Chiefs. Because you knew I was going to pick them, so you don't want to lose any uh, ground. I see, I see the tatting. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Um, I think in most podcasts, if the Bills were uh, underdogs by two and a half points, most people would pick the Bills. So I do think a lot of people are picking the Chiefs just because they get two points. And this game could be a one-point game, do you know what I mean? Like, you never know what happens. The Raiders game is a one-point game, and people wouldn't have put it to that. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I think it should be a fun game, I hope. Mahomes obviously comes out on top. I think it is quite key that this game is in an hour ahead because you saw against the Raiders, didn't you? That stadium atmosphere did actually make a difference. There's not many stadiums nowadays that do. It's not quite the same as college football, but uh, I do think that hour ahead was was key to them winning the game against the Raiders, and I think that can be a, a key to this one as well. Yeah, for sure, and also a big, big shot in the arm for anyone's number one seed isn't it this because both these teams that want the, the one yeah. seed now so it's yeah feels big you want the AFC championship game in your stadium 
Yeah, yeah, you do. And it's quite big for the Chiefs as well because they've got the 49ers next week, which is obviously a hard game. But then after that, everyone was talking about the Chiefs' schedule because it's the hardest ever start to the schedule. But if they come out of those games, what would it be, 7-1? and one, No, 6-1. and one, They go Titans, Jags, Chargers, Rams then in the next four. And you just think that middle stretch then, if you manage to beat the Bills, could be really important. And it, We'll see, but... Yeah, I think I'll go. I'll go Chiefs. I think I do lean. Uh, I think I lean the over as well, and I'll probably bet both QBs to go over their rushing totals. I think they'll be scrambling around a lot. Um, but yeah, should be a should be a fun game. I'm glad it's on early. We don't have to stay up till two a.m., three a.m. to watch it. <laughs> yeah, and also I'm glad it's in week six and not in not week, week two. Yeah, not week two, but also not week fifteen. So it kind okay. of like the, the teams are going to be. We know both of these teams are going to be in the playoffs and they're going to evolve throughout the season. So it's kind of like a nice early view of where they're both at against each other before they maybe meet again. Nice. Go Chiefs. Come on. That's what we need. We need some Go Chiefs. Uh, Sunday Night Football then. Your team. Um, the Battle of the East. Cowboys at the Eagles. Um, do you want to take a guess at the spread? Unless you already know it. No, I don't know it. You know me. I don't look for any kind of um, spreads. Ah, Obviously, the Eagles are going to be favoured. Maybe four and a half. It is six and a half. Wow. So pretty favoured there against... um, I know it wasn't 100% confirmed, but I'm pretty sure it is going to be Cooper Rush. uh, Yeah, I think it is, yeah. Yeah, Dak did throw this week, but um, yeah, I think it's going to be Cooper Rush. Uh, It looks like Malata's going to play left tackle again, doesn't it, as well? He looks like he's back. Um, I think Lawrence and Parsons didn't practice on Tuesday, but... They both practiced yesterday. Um, so it looks like that battle should be good against offensive defensive line. And I do wonder, I guess the first question is, is this going to be one of the biggest battles of position groups for the entire season? So you've got Cowboys pass rush versus Eagles offensive line. Is that like not two of the best units in the entire league? I mean, it has to be. That is the ultimate kind of strength on strength, isn't it? You like to yeah. see that on the field against each other. Where is it? course you're talking about like Chiefs Bills you're talking about both offences aren't you so but this this feels like strength on strength against each other directly on the field I think this is going to be a an incredibly interesting game like taking like my team bias out of it I just think that battle there of the because the defensive line for the Cowboys looks absolutely incredible so I really hope that my larter is healthy and they're not kind of rushing him back and then suffer a setback there but yeah it's a big spread that that's surprised me I know, it's Cooper, I know it's Cooper Rush but well what do you think the spread would be if it was the Cowboys because I think it'd be three and a half four maybe if it was Prescott if it was Prescott sorry yeah for the Cowboys yeah three and a half maybe yeah yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because um, people keep going on about Cooper Rush, but he did have only 10 completions last week. I don't want people to pretend he was the reason that they won the game. Yeah, two yards. If he throws for yeah. two yards this week, I'd be very pleased. <laughs> not not my boy uh, Zeke in my fantasy team I've just traded for runs for 200, mate. That'd be a disaster. Oh, um, yeah, and I guess let, flip it on the other side, I think. Obviously, Jalen Hurts playing well, running the ball well. I don't think he's passed the ball that well, though, since that Vikings game. That Vikings game, he was incredible through the air. I don't think he's looked as good in the last two weeks. Obviously, one of the games is weather. So we'll see if he can pass the ball well. But um, what are your thoughts on the Eagles' run defense? Because it wasn't great in a couple of the games. It was a little bit better um, 
obviously not last week, the week before, Kyler Murray always makes people's run games look silly. But um, do you think they can stop the run? Because we know the Cowboys, with how big their offensive line is and uh, how bad the quarterback is, they're probably going to have to run the ball quite a lot. Yeah, and um, Pollard, for some reason, is not... I'm completely fine with... I mean, Zeke last week got 22 carries. I'm perfectly fine as an Eagles fan with Zeke having 22 carries in this game against our front. I'm hoping that Jordan Davis ups his kind of snap count again. Yeah. So, Pollard, though, I, yeah, he's much more dynamic than, than Zeke, I would I wouldn't like the um, the carries to be swapped around there, but I'm not expecting it to with uh, Big Mike over there as head coach. So, oh, mate, I, keep, I keep thinking about that spread and it's horrible because I'm expecting this to go two ways. I think it's either going to... I think the Eagles are going to win this game. I think it's going to be incredibly close and I'm going to be sweating all night long when Cooper Rush has got the ball <laughs> in the fourth quarter or this could be a bit of an early domination. For the Eagles. This might be one of the only nights of the year for a night game that I actually text you during the game and I actually get a reply because you won't be yeah, fast asleep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's going to be the key one. This is the only game as well I haven't actually picked the spread for. I wanted to see how you felt about it before before I uh, picked my spread because the other thing I was going to mention was the total on this game is 41, which really? seems low, but... Cooper Rush is why it's low, isn't it? But Yeah, um, I think that's more as well led by Eagles O-line versus Dallas D-line because you, you don't know kind of which way it's going to go. I, I I would maybe sneak under on, on that if I was a okay. fan. I'm ready to pick my spread, but it comes with a, an asterisk of that. I, I, I'm fully <laughs> expecting the Eagles to win this game, but I'm going to pick Dallas 6.5. Oh, oh. <laughs> I have to go against you just because we haven't had enough mismatches this week. Then I don't really know what I've actually think I picked Dallas to bloody win the game in another uh, on another podcast. But yeah, I'll go Eagles minus six and a half just because why not? I said last week I think Cooper Rush can have a stinker because he is a bad quarterback. He like he literally got waved off two practice squads and didn't get signed by anybody um, until the Cowboys put him back on their practice squad. So um, he's just not a good quarterback. He's playing better than everyone thought, but he's not good. So I'll say this is the week where he has a bad one. Uh, it's in Philly as well. So it's in the link, isn't it? So he's going to be getting absolute oh, dog's yeah. abuse all night long. But yeah, it should be a fun game. Uh, I kind of want to see Mike, Mike Parsons absolutely wreck this game. Um, but I know you don't. So <laughs> we'll see. I'll be, bet- I'll, be, I'll be betting on Parsons to have a sack for sure. Um, that is a no-brainer. I've already bet Jane Hurts to score a touchdown. So we'll see if he can... Uh, I mean, that's Keep like printing up. money, isn't it? It's... Yeah. If he does it this week, though, it'll be the most amount of games in a row for a quarterback ever, I think, to start the season. So we'll see. I wonder how many fourth and one QB sneaks we're going to see, or as uh, Jason Kelsey calls it the QB shove. No, that's what he started calling it. Because uh, <laughs> he just gets shoved, to, yeah, shoved from behind and bloody Jane Hurts gets folded up on every time. But um, we'll see. Last game of the week, then. We are on to the, I think it's the fifth, is it? Fourth or fifth? Broncos <laughs> primetime game already and we've got a London game to come and another Sunday night game to come so we are going to be cooking with Russ Wilson uh, at the Danger Witch shop um, but Broncos at Chargers in LA I don't know what the hell the crowd's going to be for this game because Chargers don't have many fans Broncos have loads of fans but they all hate their team at the moment so I don't know how the atmosphere is going to be but the Chargers are favoured at home by four and a half points um, I just found this one easy and I just picked the Chargers four and a half I think 
the QB is far, far superior. I think both offenses could do with work. The QB is superior. Melvin Gordon keeps fumbling every time he gets the ball, and Austin Eckler looks really, really good the last two weeks. So I think they'll just score too many points. Um, I think both the Chargers pass rush and Broncos pass rush could be better. Um, the Chargers are obviously missing Bosa. Um, but I think we're looking at two very good secondaries, and I'll just bet that Justin Herbert... I think both QBs will have trouble here. I'd probably bet the under. But I think Herbert will have those two drives where he has two special throws, three special throws, and they win the game by a touchdown. So I'll go Chargers minus four and a half. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I have to go Chargers because I've got eyes and I've watched the Denver Broncos, and it's not been good at all as it is no. uh, by far the most disappointing team of the season disappointing their own fans and kind of the the rest of the league because it's not made the AFC West the gauntlet that neutral fans were probably hoping for but oh man I've got to go to charges in this game I do kind of then in the back of my mind irrationally keep thinking maybe Russell have a breakout game but then I think no get back in your box I'm, I'm going Chargers <laughs> um, yeah I'm going Chargers minus 4.5 for sure please can we uh, can we stop the Broncos primetime games now um, I don't know if you know anyone that's going to the London game but I know a few Chiefs fans that are going to the London game and uh, they're firmly going to be wearing the Jags jerseys for that one and I, after that I just want a break from seeing those Russell Wilson just wide of the mark, middle of the field throws that you can't see because he's too small. I just I need a break from seeing it on my TV. It's just happening. <laughs> it's happening too often. Uh, what's the total in this one? So the total in this one is 45.5. I think I'll be betting under 45.5 of how the Broncos look. But yeah, we'll see. Um, I do expect it to improve, but I think it could be next season by the time it improves. Um, but we'll find out on Sunday. Um, so that means three differences then. That's it for wow, the week. So very, no, very tight week. Um, and a bit of a mixed bag as well with underdogs and favourites. So I've gone with the Jets plus seven and a half. You've gone Packers minus seven and a half. I've gone Jags plus two and a half. You've gone Colts minus two and a half. So two favourites for you there. Uh, then I've gone with the uh, Eagles at minus six and a half favourites. You've gone with the Cowboys plus six and a half. Um, the worst thing for you would be if you lose the week. Oh, no, sorry, you win the week because the Cowboys get it done, but then the Cowboys are beating your Eagles. And, uh, and that just won't make up for it for you. You'll be fuming. But we'll see. It should be a fun game, I think. Yeah, two two great games there to kind of end out Sunday night, isn't there? So, yeah. Yeah, and I actually think the 6pm slate has some games that mean a bit more than the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah. So I think, uh, and I actually normally hate the fact that the 9pm games are awful. But this week, because they put one great game in there, I think it makes up for the fact. It kind of thinks like, oh, yeah, we don't have to worry about the other two games at all. So um, we'll see. It should be a fun week. Um, we'll be back next week to break it all down. Hopefully we'll be talking about an Eagles-Chiefs wins on the way to the Super Bowl matchup that we both want to happen. Um, but you can go follow us at Go2Pod, 2 be the number two. Follow Patrick at Mugs NFL. He's going to give away some free Cooper Rush t-shirts if the Cowboys win by double digits. Uh, don't quote me on that, but that's the plan. <laughs> um, Patrick, mate, enjoy the weekend and we will speak to everyone soon. Yeah, I'll speak to you soon, everyone.